This is episode 10 of H2H Sales Automation Podcast on exploring U.S. growth opportunities. Let's build a business based on H2H, not B2B, but human-to-human sales and marketing automation. A human approach is the only one that sells. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our show. My name is Bart, and I invite guests for a short 20 minutes interview to inspire you and improve your sales and marketing the human way. Today, I'd like to welcome Peter Malik, founder uh, and CEO of Inbound AV, my fellow partner at HubSpot dialing in from uh, California. Hello, Peter. Hi, Bart. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, Peter, for having me on. And uh, first of all, I'd like to say it's just amazing. Uh, after all of these changes with pandemic, again, I will reflect on this, that we all kind of can work on different time zones. We can have a conversation while you're enjoying the coffee and probably will be enjoying my dinner soon. Uh, so this is brilliant. This is fantastic opportunity. Exactly. Uh, and I'd like to discuss a little bit more about US, not UK, not any other parts of the world, okay. but maybe your experience. Fair enough. Um, I found 20 on your LinkedIn, 20 years plus experience of marketing and strategic expertise. You clearly know what is going on now. I hope to. You know something, actually, I don't think anyone clearly knows what is going on now. <laughs> Things are moving so fast that none of us can keep up 100%. So you serve your clients in the U.S. market. You see the trends. First question is, how will the business actually adopted into the and transitioned U.S. business into the remote working? Well, uh, I, I may not be the perfect person to ask that. So I, I started in about AV six and a half years ago, and we were remote right from the beginning. I started it solo. I was a solo entrepreneur. And uh, my first hire was, yeah, I'm in Los Angeles, California. My first hire was in Kansas City, Missouri. Wow. And, uh, and we were off. And so, so my business ha- has not changed um, over the pandemic, although we did definitely see a pretty large uptick in business when the pandemic hit. But, um, but I think that you know, remote working makes sense and it makes a lot of sense. And I think that for, you know, for a large company, maybe the, the ideal model is to have a hybrid model where you're in the office a day or two a week. Um, but I think there's been, there's been a lot of studies that shown that remote workers accomplish more. Um, but at the same time, I think the face-to-face, in-person sense of community is harder to develop online. It is indeed. I have to say, it's uh, whether you're growing or you're starting or whatever journey in your business you're in, it is a time that people actually need to have a conversation with other people, not uh, avatars in front of the cameras. I know. Exactly. I couldn't agree more. So this is is a great thing to have, though. This is an amazing tool, as you say, for us to be talking from Los Angeles to London. And and you don't even give it a thought at the moment. It's just the way it is. And it was not that many years ago where that was the, even the concept was seemed impossible. The next question is how business changed in the U.S. over the past years. Obviously, you said something like you from very beginning, because of the business that you're in, you could deliver, obviously, the model of hybrid working. Now, moving on, the clients that you're serving in the U.S., how they've adopted, what has changed in terms of the system usage, in terms of adoption of the technology, in terms of openness, you know, AI, like obviously last 12 months is always about AI. What yeah. trends you can see? Well, I think, you know, first of all, our clients are all over the U.S. And so 
we, we, we can't be in person with our clients or most, the great majority of them. And um, I think as far as trends go, obviously AI is kind of the elephant in the room right now. I, um, I'm so impressed by, we all are, uh, we're so impressed by the capabilities of AI, but at the same time, it's really early. And, um, and I've always sort of taken the, the approach with AI, I'd love to just dive right in and go. But I think that caution is uh, a valuable, you know, like thing to, to have uh, because AIs are not perfect. AIs sometimes deliver um, incorrect information. As we get, dig deeper into it, we're finding other things that that AI is ready for. For instance, generating ideas could be very, very powerful. And then sort of writing off of that. But I think there's always a caution in as much as we don't know how search engines are going to treat AI content going forward. So, you know, to take you back to the early days of, of the, when the internet was first growing, in order to, to, um, to rank on Google, all you had to do was take a keyword yep. and stick it on a page a hundred times, <laughs> which, which is yep. basically unreadable, but you'd ended up on you know, the first page with Google. And then Google figured out, oh, this really is a really great way to measure this. And the company, many of the companies that they, you know, awarded front page placement with became toxic domains yes. because it was just it totally against the new Google al algorithm. So I have to wonder in these early days of AI, if, if you invest fully in AI content on your website, on your client's website, are you really um, taking a risk that that might sort of come back to bite you? And I, yeah, I'm pragmatic approach. I, I think um, it's it's a time when we have new toy and and always uh, and someone like I'm really like the you know everything new tech and and playing with everything. But then having having actually, do I really need this, or or, or how 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 do I use it? That kind of questions, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. Although, I mean, have you played around with uh, ChatSpot and the Content Assistant and HubSpot? Yes, yes, I did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that both of those concepts are really powerful, especially ChatSpot, which is is a chat um, bot that basically goes into HubSpot to help you work with HubSpot. And so it's a controlled environment. There's, there's no, um, or there should be no uh, information that's not that's irrelevant in that system. And so I think if that sort of use can be an enormous time saver and an enormous, you know, fantastic tool to, to help you get your work done and also work on uh, keeping prospects top of mind. And uh, just it just it, it gives a whole. It, it enhances HubSpot in a whole new way. I like your comment about a close environment, uh, and this this is probably this might be the the kind of idea uh, that uh, we all kind of kind of agreement between I don't know between within the business even you know how to you gonna how we gonna use enhanced tools such as AI is with a close environment that we have some kind of control over that. What I really like about uh, that uh, and ChatSpot, yes, I played with that. It's brilliant. Probably it will gonna. 
change everything. We're just going to ask about who actually clicked last, last of our email on our website uh, or, or just engaged yeah. with, with us and just give us a prospect, which is kind of massive tool for everyone who is actually uh, about to grow the business. So in terms of the AI, we talk about the AI, we talk about the, the growth opportunities, about the change. So next five to 10 years, what sort of business do you think will get and see a growth in, in the US market? Okay, so I, my two top choices are not directly related to AI. And um, one is cybersecurity, IT. Uh, you know, uh, there are countries out there, and we all know which they are. Uh, they are, and they're, they're a part of their income business revenue model is to hack sites and demand ransomware. And that's huge business. And so I believe that that will continue to proliferate. Obviously, technology is going to change. If the bad actors get ahead of technology, you know, ahead of the technology that the good actors are using, it could potentially be disastrous for systems. So I think that AI is going to become, oh, I'm sorry, that IT is going to become more yep. and more crucial to have a really robust program in your company, whether your company is a huge enterprise with thousands of employees or whether it's just, you know, a handful of people with, with four or five computers. And, um, and the second one, is um, environment. Uh, I think that we're at a place where uh, it is existential that we grow renewable sources of energy, or if not grow, but create renewable sources of energy. And and also there are other environmental things that can make a significant difference in, um, in our lives. And so I think that that by necessity is going to continue to grow at an exponential rate. I, I love two of uh, of your um, of your thoughts about cybersecurity and environment. I think uh, I think touching up on uh, on environment bits is probably we we all know that we should we should consume less. We should look at all these badges of the clothes that you're buying, where they're coming from, how long it took them to actually get there, and uh, and sustainability is is a big word. We probably are not ready yet, and probably inflation didn't help at all. Yeah, we are kind of looking every dollar uh, and spend, and obviously that's that's gonna be a challenge. But uh, I have to say, environment is is about education, but also how we can fit that environmental policy within our even small business. That's that's gonna be an interesting one. I love the, the idea, and actually, uh, cybersecurity, very interesting one. I I, I think. It's interesting because we, we all have access to the same tools. This is all public. Open AI is public. Sure. HubSpot, yeah, it's free version. Lots of different things. It's everything is now. You can access everything. But obviously, there are loads of different people who might hack you, who might even just kind of take advantage of AI and build the email that you receive from the bank. Literally, is the same email that looks completely the same. Uh, it's just the little things that you probably won't notice. Uh, and that cybersecurity bit will play a massive role. And uh, yeah, I completely agree. Cybersecurity is the future. Any comments on that? And, and I think that you make a really great point because you know one of the earliest adopters of AI technology were um, were bad actors, were people who are trying to steal your yep. money, who are always looking for a new iteration that returns them more money, and. Um, and, and yes, and I hadn't even thought about that, but in fact, that could definitely follow 
under um, fall under uh, uh, intelligent AI companies uh, purview. Love it. So as just to our listeners, great inspiration. Uh, ask yourself about how you're gonna uh, use that new trends within your business whether you will a little bit of pivot or maybe explore different areas or diversify, uh, or you can maybe just jump and uh, uh, and apply some of the ideas, especially within the environment. Uh, ca- ca- everyone can actually play um, play their own role. Now, moving moving about uh, the, the, the whole concept of our podcast is to talk a little bit of age to age, which stands for human to human in the AI world, which is a little bit like opposite yes. to what we want to achieve. But... Uh, what we and um, we seen uh, with our clients, but also with around the people, is just uh, the, the selling becomes massive skill that is uh, readily uh, available on the markets, the proper sell. And so we all know and working in within the inbound industry, so we know that uh, instead of uh, selling approach, we should get a little bit more helping to buy approach, uh, educate the prospect. What's your opinion on this? What would you advise for businesses who are spamming us, coming, scraping everything in order to get this deal done quicker? What we can do better? So um, there's a little book. It's called The Go-Giver. Have you ever heard of it? No. All right. So it's it's a little book. It's a parable about two salespeople. One is a go-getter, right? They're always selling. And one is a go-giver, and and his um, strategy is to reach out and try to help people who, you know, tangentially, uh-huh. hopefully, might become clients. But his his strategy is really focused on okay, how can I help the potential clients that I have in a way that that it doesn't seem like I'm pushing a sale down this road. And I think that in this world, I mean, how much has sales changed over the course of, you know, the internet since like 2000? Now, um, people are, when they're going to buy a car, they're not really interested in the salesperson's pitch. They're interested in going online and doing research. And it's like, how how reliable is the car? Uh, it's, it's much easier to search on a car manufacturer's website even about um, about features and and different options, rather than under the pressure of a, a salesperson who's trying to you know upsell you before you go out the door, so you can spend an extra twenty thousand dollars. And so, I think that that the approach of like a go giver it has become really the key to to effective sales. I, I love it. Givers gain. People who give get more in return, and they're more human. I I uh, resonate with what you are what you said. I I never read a book Go Giver. No, that's on my list now. Um, uh, and anyone uh, is brilliant idea to actually share uh, with any kind of uh, assets, including good book to inspire yourself. My comment on also on this is the people want to achieve quick goals, obviously, and there, there are different pressures. And pipeline is now getting longer. People don't want to spend because of the inflation, obviously, and then uh, that the same target issues. Okay, we have 10, 20, 50, whatever grant a week among targets, and people want to do it more. But once we actually recognize that someone is within a buyer journey at the very beginning of the journey, they might not be ready to actually buy now. But why will we help them uh, to actually choose the right product, talk with a kind of human approach by using the data that we know about a prospect, about their kind of objectives, then 
our role is more about giving them a little bit of fish in the road rather than just a fish. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. You know, it's it's interesting too. We're just in such uncertain times. I'll give you an example. So here in the U.S., the uh, Fed, the monetary policy, came mm-hmm. out a few weeks ago and said, like, well, you know, we're expecting a mild recession, and now we're expecting a soft landing, where, you know, there there will likely be no recession at all. And literally the next day, I started to see more leads coming in. So people are, companies are paying very close attention to what is going on financially and obviously making buying decisions based on it. Um, So I actually, I asked one of our our larger HubSpot clients, they're they're a franchise business, the fastest growing franchise business in the U.S. last year. And I had a conversation with their president, um, I guess a a week or so ago. and And I brought that up to him and he said like, Absolutely. You know, what you experienced was not a fluke or anything. We started to see increased interest the, the very next day, just just like mine. And recognizing this fact, Peter, is the same way as recognizing fact during the lockdowns, that during the lockdowns, we should not hard sell at all. You know, at the same in this case, if there is yeah. any financial pressure, our role is to more kind of, yes, build the empathy. Yeah, build you know, I we, we know this is, this is a pro- problem with, to find the staff to pay for all these wages who are growing massively and so on. And by doing this and staying in touch with people, obviously with a longer pipeline, we can achieve much, much better goals. But so the next question is about a little bit about the tools. Obviously, we are both are working within HubSpot environment. Do you work or do you have any kind of tool set outside of HubSpot environment that you think can bolster growth strategies? What do you use? Maybe what other tools you guys using within your your ecosystem for your own clients well all right so uh, i'd actually like to hear your thoughts on this but one of the things that i've been seeing is that google adwords have been uh become much more and more expensive especially for a business that's a niche that they're looking for a very sort of narrow uh group of people and and it appears that that is becoming more and more expensive and that data enrichment platforms, for instance, um, you know, a few are Apollo, Zoom Info, Sixth Sense, um, where you can actually do very, very detailed um, searches for specifically CEOs of this type of company who maybe they, they're new on the job in six months and and uh, they, they have intent to buy HubSpot, and you can really sort of niche down and get very, very specific data that that is a more economical way in today's world to um, to prospect for clients than using Google AdWords. Do you, do, you, do, you, do you feel the same thing? I think I completely agree with you, depending on scenarios, but within B2B environment, uh, paid tools is more kind of alarm. And that we yeah, if we're gonna use a paid tool such as Google AdWords, Facebook Ads, whatever, it's actually something is is wrong with you know with the inbound content strategy. We're not utilizing enough our own business. I would probably say that uh, we're also enrichment tools is the one thing, but our best ever source of leads are our clients, are our oh, own absolutely. 
And sometimes it's just we, what we're saying in terms of the sales is, yeah, let's quickly sell or quickly longer. doesn't matter. We are selling, but we're never coming back to these people. We're never coming back with the ideas about their business, whether they actually achieve the success. And I think if we as a business work on their success and making sure that whatever you're selling, whether you're selling insurance, whether you're selling cars, whether, whatever you're doing, you achieve with your product or service the success, then they will appreciate, they will come back with the referrals, they will, they will give you more. Uh, and may, maybe even you will upsell, maybe ABM strategy, account-based marketing. Yes, we yeah, we bought insurance business uh, from you. Why not lend? Because you do lending uh, as well. So I think that's the, my first approach. The second approach about the data, data is always a king. And I do remember I was attending uh, one of the inbounds uh, last year, and it was really, really powerful thing that was said that the more data that you have about your clients, your data, not zoom in for data, not sure. data that you can available everywhere, the more data you've got that you can, that you collect on forms during conversations, the better grow. You will better grow. You will understand their own needs. So that that's kind of my take. No, I, I couldn't agree with you more. And that's one of the things that I try to do with all clients is, um, you know, typically after building a relationship and starting work with a client, the, the day-to-day contact of that client within AV is an account manager who is very talented at what they do and, um, and, can, and can definitely drive the bus a lot better than I can, frankly. So um, oftentimes it'll be uh, months between checking in with a client but that's one thing I really try to do. I, I want to check in, first of all, to make sure that they're receiving the quality of work that they're, that they're looking for. And then, but just as importantly, really kind of come with some interesting strategy ideas, which aren't necessarily things that, that we'd like to sell them. Um, you know, but, but at the same time are things that I, I feel are worth looking at and, and could help their whole ecosystem, whether we're doing it or some other outside uh, firm is doing it. I do remember from the studying, uh, when we, you study every, anything about uh, how you prospecting, I think 80% business is coming from clients, why 20% is a new prospect. So I, I think that 80% in terms of the sale, like a human approach means, okay, build that relationship, squeeze the most of what you already have before you go and find and, and spend money on, on, on different things. So that's... Uh, yeah, I agree with you. I, I will say though, that like a year, year and a half, you know, year and three months ago, we weren't doing any sort of looking or Google AdWords or anything. It was all referrals, um, additional work that existing clients wanted us to do. But as the economy has become more uncertain, um, it's it seemed strategy-wise it was also really worthwhile to try to create new relationships. Definitely, depending on the on the scenarios and the economy state. So, my final question: We reached uh, over twenty minutes of our conversation, which is fantastic. Your top tip: How to sell like a human? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think the top tip is to listen. Obviously, you know that's that's really what it's all about. I mean, we want to craft a solution for our clients based on their needs, not the fact that. You know, we think they should have HubSpot or we think they should have something else, but it's all about what their, what their pain points are and then sort of figuring out a way to 
attack those pain points to, to show results in a way that's not going to take a huge amount of time. You know, we always look, first of all, when we're talking about talking to a new client about, you know, what in your infrastructure could possibly move the needle for you the fastest. And that's, that's what we want to try to go after is to actually start to show some results to clients as immediately as possible. And so I, I think that's, that would be my key number one subject. Love it. And I think we have a two years. Yes, that's the second in just one mouth. Let's use this accordingly. That's top tip. Uh, Peter, wonderful. Thank you very much. I hope you all enjoy our conversation. I'd like to ask everyone, please subscribe to our channel. Let us comment. Uh, this is all for, for you, for us to share whatever we can help you to grow your business the human way. Once again, Peter, thank you. All right. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. It's really good to see you. And uh, yeah, I'll look forward to the next time. Let's build a business based on H to H, not B2B, but human to human sales and marketing automation. A human approach is the only one that sells.